When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Good morning, everybody. Happy. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Happy. Don't you do it. No, just happy, happy hump day. Happy hump day. <laughs> happy January 3rd. Happy hump day. Happy there you go. What? Uh, CC happy does, hump day. <laughs> CC does not I'm like- giving it to you, Evan or Owen or Heaven. Whatever, whatever we're going to go with for your name, I'm giving you what we're trying to say. Happy hump day. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> CC, not a fan, and I agree with him, but he went all in yesterday, and hopefully you were with us a day ago. If not, go back on the ESPN app, listen to the podcast, Smalls. He went all, not you, but everybody. I, I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said your name because I wanted you to comment on this. But yeah, that, so please leave and go listen to the podcast. Okay, great. Um, I'm but, on assignment. <laughs> yeah, CC went all in on the anti-Happy New Year past January 2nd, and I agree with him. But I told him yesterday, and you told him yesterday, all that's going to do is open everyone up today to tweet at Unsports ESPN and yep. call 888-SAY-ESPN in the Dr. Pepper call-in line, Happy New Year to Chris Canty. That, that's all that's going to happen at Chris Canty 99 is that he's going to get bombarded with tweets saying Happy New Year. You Absolutely. know that's happening. Absolutely. And all of the callers yesterday jumped on that bandwagon and would greet us by saying Happy New Year. And I think that's going to persist, CeCe. I hate to break it to you. It was okay yesterday. I didn't have a problem with it. Well, we just don't need to do it again today or for the rest of the week or for the rest of 2024. Let's let it go. Remember, plus or minus one day on the uh, on January 1st, and it's okay to say Happy New Year. It's not okay to say it today. Please, people, do the right thing. It is okay, though, for a little unboxing slash unbagging to start the show today. Yes, goodies for us. So we are very fortunate on our show to be heard all across the country on so many great ESPN stations, right? This is one of the greatest perks of this job is that we are the morning show for hundreds of markets across our country. That is an amazing privilege that we have that we are thankful for. And we also are looking for freebies as a result of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, let's, not, let's not deny it. We love swag. Right. That's for us and our family. CC has said the ESPN Chicago mug or thermos or ice shaker, whatever it is, is Mrs. Canty's number one thing. Mel loves yeah. it. She's a Chicago lady, and she loves it, right? Yeah. So yep. today, we have goodies here oh. uh, from ESPN Milwaukee. 94.5 in Milwaukee has sent us a bunch of things here. Cece, I have yours. Right. I'm going to leave them on your seat over Reaching here. Over. As, um, so here's what we've got. We've got bags, which we will open, Ooh. as well as... Oh, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of shirts. Uh, this What's is this, a stress ball? An ESPN Milwaukee stress ball. Uh, Smalls, this is for you. Oh. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy shirts oh. here. So Jen Latta, Gabe Nitzel, and Mark Chimura. So they are on After Us on ESPN Milwaukee, which is awesome. So thank you to them. Plus, plus we have one of these things, which is like you could put your papers and, and like notebooks on, whatever. What is this called, Smalls? Um, a signage. S- 
Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not complicate it. It's something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. What would you call it? I don't it's know. It has, like, you could put like a, like a notebook on or like papers on to stand up. No? Oh. You see what I'm saying? It's like a, it reminds me of a cookbook. Is it a bookend? A book it. Nah. Do you know what it is? It's perfect for our new studio bookshelves. Hello. Right. So thank go. you to ESPN Milwaukee. Nice. This is awesome. Jen also, gave him Chewy swag as well as station swag, yeah. a stress ball, and what don't, else is there? Don't forget about the most important thing, an ESPN Milwaukee coaster and a bottle opener because I know my people in Wisconsin love a cold beer. Oh, I didn't even notice all this stuff. So, Cece, when you get back here, you got a lot of swag for yourself and the missus. Thank so, you. thank you to ESPN Milwaukee 94.5. Milwaukee's and, an amazing city. I love Milwaukee. Yep. Well, and now we love it even more because of all this stuff. <laughs> thank all you. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the show here. We are on Sportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. And the video we showed to start the program there on ESPNU was a video of an, a guy who owns an NFL football team <sighs> throwing a drink on a fan on Sunday, that owner is David Tepper. He owns the Carolina Panthers. They are the worst team in the NFL. He made matters worse for them on Sunday, and the NFL has fined him $300,000 for that video. Now, Darren Ravel, sports business reporter, put it out there that $300,000 to a person like Tepper is worth $20.6 billion mm. is equivalent to the average American of $1.77. Oh, gosh. He then releases a statement. Quote, I am deeply passionate about this team and regret my behavior on Sunday. I should have let NFL Stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior. End quote. No apology there. Just that regretting of his behavior. An owner fined $300,000 for throwing a drink. Our reaction is what, ladies and gentlemen, on this? Because this is something that we don't see often. Well, my reaction is that that is not enough. Clearly, that's a, a drop in the bucket for him. And I know he came out and said that he's passionate about the team and that he regrets his actions. But we talked about this with Draymond Green. The punishment is supposed to change the behavior going forward. Do we really think fining him $300,000 is going to stop him from doing something like this in the future or really change his behavior? If I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, I'm looking at the state of the team. I'm looking at him having an early hook on head coaches. I'm looking at his behavior and I'm not pleased with the state of the Panthers. And I just, I don't know if this was the right punishment for what we saw out of David Tepper. You can't do that with fans. You absolutely can't do that. Well, Smalls, how could you be pleased if you're a Panthers fan? The team is an absolute clown show. And it's not (laughs) about the players making mistakes as much as it is about the head coach and ownership not being on the same page and ownership deciding that he's going to fire head coaches every other year. I mean, think about it. He hired Matt Rule when he became the head coach. Uh, and then he decided he was going to summarily dismiss him. Then he hired Frank Reich, and then 10 games into his tenure decides to fire him. Uh, I just I don't understand how things get better in Carolina, and when you factor in them not having the number one overall pick because of the trade for Bryce Young last year, it just makes matters worse. I look at the overall state of affairs down in Charlotte, and think about them potentially having to go through a coaching search in the coming weeks. And I just can't imagine who would choose the Carolina Panthers as their first choice when it comes to NFL head coaching vacancies. I get it. It's one job out of 32. But, I mean, this is the absolute last owner that you would want to sign up to coach for in the National Football League, given what we've seen over the last several years from David Tepper. Yeah, if I have options – 
If I'm an, a head coaching candidate and Carolina's on the table and I have other places to go, I'm not going there. Why would I go there? But you know what this reminds me of? He's acting like a fan. This is kind of what I imagine me or any of my friends to act like if we had the money to buy an NFL team. And by that, I mean meddling, acting reactionary. The reports coming out that he was the one that ultimately made the decision to draft Bryce Young, that he is trying to implement things on the field and, and having a, a hand in coaching decisions or scheme decisions, him reacting to fans being upset about the state of the team. This reminds me of what would happen if a fan took over. Not a business owner, but a fan. And you can't do that when you own an NFL team. You can have some level of fandom, obviously, but you have to rise above that. There has to be a certain level of decorum and a certain level of business sense when you own an NFL team. And to me, this seems like... A, just an average fan that has a lot of money and that is stepping into this role. Well, outside of throwing a drink on someone, which obviously is not okay, everything else you said is his right. It doesn't mean it's right, though. Right? You own the team. You spend that much money buying a business. It is your right to make decisions as you please. It doesn't mean it's actually right, though, because of the decisions he's made. So when you look at this franchise right now, I think he is seemingly taking the crown as worst owner in the NFL, right? I mean, I don't think there's any other owner in the NFL that has done the things that this guy has done now that Dan Snyder is out in Washington, unless I am forgetting someone. And side note, ironically, when Smalls and I were in Florida, I can't tell you, I don't know why people came up to us and kept saying this to us, but multiple people kept saying to us, boy, David Tepper, you guys are hard on him. He's actually a good guy in real life. And we're like, "What? where is How many of those people are on the payroll? How many of those people are in this economic ecosystem? That's what I would wonder. Yeah, great question. Because, I mean, the behavior that we saw in Jacksonville is classless. It's inexcusable. And to your point, Smalls, I don't think it was enough that the NFL fined the guy $300,000. What you do is you take your toy away from him. Now, nobody's saying that he should tell the team, but you can suspend him and keep him away from the stadium on Sunday in their regular season finale against the Bucks. I agree. And that's, that's what you should move. do. That's the move. In order, to, in order to send a message about the behavior, the decorum that is unbecoming of an owner, this is what we're going to do. You still get to own your team. You still get to make the consequential decisions this offseason, but we have to send a message to the people that patronize our product that we're not going to treat them any kind of way. And you've already sent the wrong message if you're David Tepper to the Carolina Panthers fans. But we can't send that broader message to fans of the National Football League that behavior like this from an owner, being able to throw a drink on a guy from an open-air suite is going to be acceptable behavior, especially when you don't directly apologize for it. I think that is exactly right. And I, now, to be fair, CeCe, I think if they did suspend him for a game, we're gonna, we would have come on the air today and say, oh, they suspended for a game. Like, th- there's more to be done. But I think that But there's only better. one more game left, so yeah, it yeah, makes right, it easy. Exactly. Right, right. And, I, and I, I agree with that. I think that that actually sends more of a message because then it's like, okay, well, I could be removed from this, as you, uh, one of you said, I forget now, the toy that is this, this business for me. But so when we think about Carolina right now, are we looking at it and saying their next coach, we will sit there and say, I can't believe how much they paid for that guy, or that's the guy they hired as the head coach? Meaning, are they going to be the biggest overpay in the history of the sport, or are they going to hire someone where we're going to say, that is a head coach in the NFL? Are you kidding me? Because they couldn't get anybody else to take the job. Where is your guesstimation on where this goes, guys? I think it'll be the former, not the latter. David Tepper has Wrath of God money. You mentioned it, $20 billion. I mean, he still owes Frank Reich $36 million. And between him 
and Matt Rule. You're talking about Tepper doling out over $100 million in coaches this early in his tenure. This guy has shown that he's not afraid to throw it around when it comes to being able to hire a coach. It's just a matter of if you're a coach that's a qualified candidate, you're probably going to have other options, and I'm not sure how much money it's going to take to move Carolina to the front of the list. So that's the thing that I, I'd be interested to see. I'm not saying that David Tepper is going to go out there and have to spend Sean Payton money, but it ain't going to be that far off if he wants to get a qualified candidate, an offensive mind, to be able to get the best out of Bryce Young. It ain't going to be cheap. Yeah, that's the way I see it going as well. He doesn't have M's in his bank account. He's got B's in his bank account. And he realizes the state of the team right now is... A lot of honey. A lot of honey. He realizes that the state of the team is in rough shape. He obviously is probably embarrassed. He should be embarrassed uh, by his behavior and by the PR storm, all of this media attention around him throwing a drink on a fan. The best way to change the headline is by going out there and securing a really great head coach for your franchise moving forward. And he's got more money than anybody. He can go out there and do it. I just don't know if he can stay out of the way by after hiring that person and let that person uh, actually make football decisions. But Guys, money talks. And even though right now the Carolina Panthers does not look like the most desirable situation in the NFL, if you're a great head coaching candidate, money is usually a deciding factor in a lot of these decisions. And I assume this ain't over because whoever it is that he threw the drink on, when that person realizes they got the drink, which they are have realized now, drink thrown on them by somebody worth $20.6 billion, uh, they suing. I can tell you that much. They are going to sue because he could pay the guy or the gal off for a million dollars, never know it's gone, and then all of a sudden that could be life-changing money for someone out there. Just saying. Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance with Progressive. All right, coming up. It's that time of year. Last week of the NFL regular season, which means... Surprise firings. Who could go that we don't see on their way out? We will get to that coming up. Happy New Year from Chris Canty <laughs> and everybody at Unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Before we get to the surprise coaching firing, so we are in our brand new Unsportsmanlike studios. And one of the things we have in the studio is a bobblehead of me from years ago. Oh, oh no, I'm not getting to the you part yet. Don't worry. That's later. Um, <laughs> and so... Pat Costello, one of our producers, sat there during our break and said, hmm, Cece, you must have a bobblehead. And Cece said, I'm sure I do, but I don't know. Pat then Googled it. And how much are Cece bobbleheads selling for, Pat? Yeah, I asked you guys, and Canty goes like, I don't know, two bucks. And Michelle's like, yeah, maybe 20. No, 65 this one's going for on eBay. I found another one going for 80. Wow. It's overpriced. I can promise you that. Based on my career in the NFL, it's way overpriced. Somebody is out there trying to rob people by selling that damn bobblehead. Uh, Sorry to break it to you. Brandon Jacobs, who also works uh, on this network, his bobblehead going for 100. Well, that actually makes sense. He leads the Giants franchise in rushing touchdowns or something like that. I actually get that one. Does he? That's actually shocking. I would not have guessed that. I would have thought O.J. Anderson or Joe Morris or Saquon now. Wow, now I'm actually fascinated by that. Why is your bobble? There's my bobblehead. Now, the thing with this bobblehead. That's not Andy Cohen? No, it's not Andy, which we, again, we'll get to because Smalls thought it was, even though it says my name on it. And, and I don't know why we would have an Andy Cohen bobblehead. Because he's from St. Louis and we I love him. Yeah, so this is for he- the Palm Beach Cardinals back in the day when I was working at ESPN West Palm. Um, and they made a bobblehead, which was great. And it was for charity, the Duffy's Foundation. The problem is, if you, you can't see it on camera, one thing really bothered me. The belt and the shoes don't match. Drove me crazy. They don't have a matching belt and shoe combination. Like one is black and one is brown, which mm. you can't wear black and brown, right? I think you can do whatever you want. Style is about confidence. Mm. Oh, I have yeah. none. I have swag no will confidence. Take you, swag will take you most of the way there. That's right. And I yeah. got none of that. So, um, yeah. Anyway. I think you should be more concerned about your jeans. Like, what kind of denim wash is that? Oh, Really? I think that looks nice. But yeah, I'm not know. a fan of the belt buckle either. I, I agree with you. Mm. Now, my face looks okay, better than my actual face. I think that, that looks better than me currently, as a matter of fact. But yes, this is all. We're going to learn about a lot of different things in this studio yes. with our brand new uh, Unsportsmanlike studios here. So this time of year, we always have a surprise coaching firing. So could we have fun with this at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Smalls, you like to classify things as reckless speculation, which means we are not reporting this. We're not saying that somebody necessarily should be fired. We're just saying, could you see person X as the surprise fire? CC, is there someone you have thought about this time of year that could be that surprise fire that, hey, if they don't do X, Y, and Z, keep an eye on them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Sean McDermott with the Buffalo Bills. It is a very real scenario. If they don't win in Miami on Sunday, they could be out of the playoffs. Think about it. If the Jacksonville Jaguars and Pittsburgh Steelers both win their games, and it's entirely on the board that they would because I believe Jacksonville's playing Tennessee and the Steelers are playing a Baltimore Ravens team that absolutely has nothing to play for, then Buffalo would be on the outside looking in at the playoffs. So you can go from potentially winning the division with a win to being out of the playoffs with a loss, I think that 
would be the first domino in terms of being able to justify moving on from Sean McDermott. Remember, they fired their offensive coordinator midway through the season. That that really is a signal that Sean McDermott is coaching for his job and there is downward pressure from ownership to have a successful season. So to me, if you don't make the playoffs with having a quarterback that's widely regarded as a top five talent at the position and a defense that's top 10 in total defense, an offense that's top five in total offense, if you can't get in the playoffs with that kind of team, then that's not on the general manager. That is on the head coach. CeCe, this is fascinating. So let's walk Let's walk everybody through this one more time here. So basically we're playing out, and all of these, I don't think you picked one thing that like I would sit back and say, like, oh, that can't happen this weekend, right? If Baltimore had something to play for, maybe I would look at it differently, right? But if you're looking at it and you're saying, Miami, second time around, beats Buffalo for the division. Logical, right? Buffalo then drops to 10-7. and seven. Jacksonville, to win their division, wins 10-7. and seven. Indy Houston, one of them is going to get in with a win, 10-7. and seven. The Steelers win over Baltimore, who's not going to play guys, 10-7. and seven. Buffalo at 10-7 and seven loses the tiebreak in that scenario, so then they're out. Yes, correct. Literally nothing you just stated is illogical. Like, nothing you just stated would feel like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. And, yeah, they'd be on the outside looking in. I think that's a juicy one. Smalls, you got one? A surprise fire? That is a juicy one, especially because after uh, there were some problems with Sean McDermott during the season, the Bills came out and said, he's our guy. He's right. not going anywhere. So that would, oh, that would You be never surprising. want that vote of confidence. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> is it? Is that the kiss of death when ownership yeah, comes out and said they're not going anywhere? No doubt. The midseason vote of confidence from the owner. That is KOD. So mine is not as surprising, but it is when you look at it in context. I know there's been some rumblings around this person, but Nick Sirianni to me is the guy he, that could be the surprise firing. And I know that fans in Philly wouldn't be surprised by that because they seem to be displeased with their head coach right now. But this is a guy who took his team to the Super Bowl last year, who was overseeing one of the most finely tuned teams in the NFL. And this year they started 10-1 and one, and we kept saying, you know, it doesn't really look like the Philadelphia Eagles of last year, but they're still finding ways to win. And maybe we just haven't seen them kick into that extra gear yet. Maybe we haven't seen the best version of them so far this season, and it's going to be a crescendo. They're going to build towards that as they get to the playoffs. Well, it's been anything but that. It's been an erosion since that 10-1 and start. We've seen problems with the coaching staff. You've seen problems on the field. It just doesn't seem like the Eagles are getting any better as the season goes on. And if they have an early exit, guys, I could absolutely see the Eagles making a change with Nick Sirianni and we have precedent with Doug Peterson he's a guy who won a Super Bowl in Philly and they didn't keep him around to to right the ship so I could absolutely see them making a move that's the one for me that I keep coming back to also and I blame Pat Costello our producer (laughs) because he's put it in my head and all of our heads all year that Sirianni is not that good he's overrated all this kind of stuff right and I also think about that's presenting a problem what would the solution be if Belichick is available a Northeast Super Bowl-ready team with two of his best coaching friends who have already worked for there, there in Andy Reid and Chip Kelly and a current guy, Matt Patricia, on the staff. The intel that Belichick would have about that Philadelphia organization from inside out before ever stepping foot in there, I'm not suggesting Belichick is going to be the Eagles head coach. I'm just saying that has now gone through my mind. Could you imagine if Belichick just walked in there? You're picking them to win the Super Bowl next year. You will pick them to win the Super Bowl next year. Bill Belichick somehow becomes the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles blindly. I don't care about Kansas City. I don't care about Baltimore. I don't care about San Francisco. 
Nobody is questioning whether or not Bill Belichick can still coach. It's whether or not he's the right fit in New England and whether or not he's the right guy picking the players. You put Belichick with Jalen Hurts and CC's favorite defensive player in the NFL, Jalen Carter, you are going to pick them to win the Super Bowl next year. I'm telling you right now. 888-SAY-ESPN is the telephone number to be a part of the show. We're going to continue this conversation. We want your thoughts. CC, go ahead before Granger. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to float this out there. Think about it. If both of the scenarios that we outlined with Philadelphia and Buffalo come true and Bill Belichick does move on from the New England Patriots, if he had his pick of those jobs, which one would he want? We'll get to that after CC has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, and that wouldn't be Bill Belichick this year because they're a 12 loss team, (laughs) Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, thank you, Dominic Foxworth. Yes, <laughs> I am dad. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty. Happy New Year, CeCe. I am Evan Cohen, a.k.a. Dad. Be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dots or Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. CeCe posed a question we got to answer in a second, but there's some things that are developing here on the show around our brand-new studio. First of all, thank you to ESPN Milwaukee, sending us all the gear and all of the items that we have displayed on our desk here. In addition, uh, Pat Costello has found, because of my bobblehead behind me from Roger Dean Stadium in Florida, um, he's found a CC bobblehead on the internet going for how much, Pat? I forgot the number already. $65. $65. Plus shipping. (laughs) Plus shipping. Way overpriced. (laughs) CC is downgrading himself by saying it's overpriced. It's way overpriced. Smalls, we have the bad take jar on our desk as well, where we put money in when we have a bad prediction, bad take, whatever it may be. There has been some buzz about using that money. Initially, we're going to use it for a nice dinner to now bid on the CC bobblehead. Where are you in this uh, conversation? Well, I don't think we have enough money in the jar to pay for the CC bobblehead. I think we have like 28, 29 bucks in there. I'd have to count it up. But 
I, I think we're so short. We need more bad takes. <laughs> I think we need more bad takes. I will provide 40 bad takes for us today to, to get to that number. CC, do you want to use this this money, which you had said you want to go out to a nice Italian dinner with all of us? Do you want to use this money to buy your bobblehead? Uh. Yes, we can use some of the money. I don't think we use all of the money. Should I count like, it I, I, I think. Listen, I, I think we go with a, a firm bid on eBay of fifteen bucks in an autographed headshot. <laughs> I think that should be able to get it. Oh, done. we're providing them the autographed. Headshot. Yeah, fifteen bucks autographed headshot. Let us get the bobblehead. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Smalls is counting the cash over there to see how many bad takes we've actually had so okay. far. 20, and Harry Douglas, 30, our teammate, has been a part of this as well. He's had some mistakes two. here with our temperature in the studio. Well, go ahead. Forty-five bucks. Forty-five. We're actually, not. We're, we're not closer than I thought. Yeah, closer than I thought. Closer than we thought. Okay. CC, we're talking about the um, surprise fires that could happen. You posed the question. Why don't you pose it again here for us to answer as to the hypothetical reckless speculation scenario that we put out there? Yeah, so I nominated Sean McDermott as a surprise firing. If they lose and the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers both win, then Buffalo is on the outside looking in of the postseason, and I can see a world where ownership in Buffalo decides to fire McDermott. So there's that one. And then, of course, with Nick Sirianni, the Philadelphia Eagles, things haven't quite looked right. And it feels like with a lot of the commentary from that locker room that some of the issues are pointing toward the coaching. So if if the Philadelphia Eagles are one and done in the postseason, then could we see a world where Nick Sirianni gets fired? That could be the surprise that some of the reporters are out there putting in the ether. Yeah, I think Bill Belichick, if he had his choice of those two landing spots, I think there's something spicy about staying within the division after you couldn't get it done with the New England Patriots, you couldn't write the ship post-Tom Brady, staying in the division and being able to stick it to him twice every single year with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. It is spicy for him to stay in division, but imagine Bill Belichick in Philadelphia. That's where my mind goes. Oh, man. It just feels like such a fit. I could see a fit in, in Buffalo, too, but... I, I don't know. It just, that just feels like the ultimate villain move to go to a, a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. You've got the quarterback. You, as you mentioned, Jalen Carter. That is so Bill Belichick to have a, a defensive force like him. Imagine what he could do with Jalen Carter. I, I just see Philadelphia. That, I think it would work. That's where I go. I could see him absolutely loving Jalen Hurts. Saban quarterback. I mean, obviously went to Oklahoma as well. But a Saban quarterback. All of the Georgia guys on defense. This seems like it was actually made for him. Like they were actually drafting and putting a team together for him. All right, let's get it out there to you guys at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The reckless speculation on the Dr. Pepper call online. We're acknowledging reckless speculation here. Have some fun with this. Could there be a surprise move in the NFL come Sunday night or Monday? Matt, watching on ESPNU in Atlantic City. What's up, Matt? Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Evan. Good morning, Michelle. Happy New Year, and I love the new studio, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, they did a phenomenal job with this. Shout out to Megan Judge and her team. Did an amazing job with this, so thank you for saying that. Uh, no problem. So I'm going to go Nick Sirianni. I mean, as as much as Jalen Hurts doesn't want to say it, he misses Shane Steichen. I mean, the play calling on both sides, offense and defense, is absolutely atrocious. I mean, you have receivers like Greg Dortch, Michael Wilson, and Hollywood Brown for Arizona getting open and seeing daylight that entire game. James Conner, he completely obliterated that uh, Eagles front. And I told people that on Saturday before the game. I said, James Conner is going to have a field day. And uh, you got to take the Giants in this game coming up in week 18 with minus five. You got to take them. 
because, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, it's just been a whirlwind. Even after that Monday night game against Kansas City, I mean, you can see they've just been absolutely atrocious on both sides of the ball. They don't have that knockout punch. They haven't had that knockout punch since last year. So I'm going to go Nick Sirianni, and I think it's actually going to be a clean-up house. Nick Sirianni goes, Sean Desai goes, Brian Johnson goes. I mean, just clean the organization. If they can't beat the Giants, and I'm a Giants fan, if they can't beat the Giants in Week 18 – a clean house. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, well, thanks, I don't know if they have to beat the Giants. The Giants beat themselves. I mean, did you <laughs> see the game against the Rams on Sunday? Uh, I mean, the drop pass by Saquon Barkley on the two-point and then Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean Tyrod Taylor footing the ball on the two-point and then Saquon Barkley dropping the pass when they're trying to go, uh, go in and, and tie the game. Yeah, I don't think they have to worry about that. But even if they lose to the Giants, they're still going to be a wild-card team. They're locked into the fifth seed if they don't win the division. So – I think it's a scenario where, depending on how they show in a road playoff game against whoever wins the NFC South, is going to go a long ways to determining the fate of Nick Sirianni. Thomas in Chicago, listening on ESPN 1000. What's up, Thomas? Hey, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Evan. Tomas, and, sorry, uh, Chris, sorry, sorry. It's all good. It's all good. I've been called worse. But, uh, yeah, good, uh, good morning, guys. Uh, Happy New Year to you, Chris. And uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just I, I'm thinking, guys, uh, a surprise firing could be uh, Mike Rabel. I'll listen to you guys. Now, that's interesting. That's I don't think that one. would be a firing, but there could be a parting of ways. Mike Lombardi um, threw it out there, ex-NFL GM. Um, he threw out there the idea that he, um, the Vrabel and Rancarth on the general manager are not necessarily on the same page with some things. That one makes some sense, and we know where he would be tied then. But why would you fire him when you could trade him? Well, maybe they would trade him to New England. Yeah, I don't think you would fire him. I think that's a situation where you would trade him. I mean, Mike Vrabel would have a job the same day that the Tennessee Titans let him go. I think that's a situation where you would trade him. Now, they might not be on the same page, GM head coach, and we'll see where that ends up going. But, I mean, to me, he's one of the best coaches in the National Football League. I'd, I'd be reluctant to let him go. Can I bring up the most ridiculous thing of all time, but it actually kind of makes sense a little bit? Is there a three-way coaching trade that could happen? Could Vrabel get traded to New England and New England trade Belichick somewhere else? And that team trades whatever they trade to Tennessee? Is that like the most – that is ridiculous. I'm acknowledging that it's ridiculous – but it kind of connects dots, does it not? Because we're talking about guys that are under contract. If you sit to Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, Bill Belichick is no longer going to be your head coach. Who do you want to coach your team? I would bet any amount of money that Mike Vrabel is the real answer. He can't say it. He can't pursue him because he's under contract somewhere else. I would bet he wants Mike Vrabel. And if Belichick's not there, you just don't let him necessarily walk. You try to get compensation in return for him, No. No, you don't do that with Bill Belichick. He's done so much for the franchise in 24 years. That's a mutual parting of ways. You let him decide where he wants to go unencumbered. Now, as far as Kraft trading for the successor for Belichick, it makes sense because he traded for Belichick. Right. Uh, that's in his DNA. That's what he does. So it wouldn't be a surprise to me to see them fishing around the Mike Vrabel prawn if Vrabel were be, to be made available. I just think that's crazy talk. If you're the Tennessee Titans, if Vrabel wants out, then that's one thing. Right. But if the general manager wants to get rid of him, that's a complete other one. And I would question the competency of that GM if that's the road that he wants to go down. Yeah, there are some scenarios. Like, I remember saying this about Michigan. When, they, when the Michigan fans were not happy with Harbaugh, right? I would sit there and say, 
Okay, do you think you can get somebody better than Jim Harbaugh to coach right. your team? No <laughs> way. And I agree with what CeCe just said, Smalls. Do you, if you're the Tennessee Titans, do you think you can get somebody better than Mike Vrabel to coach your team? With no franchise, obvious franchise quarterback there? It's not mm-hmm. like the Chargers, as you say, are meh, yeah. but they have Justin Herbert. They do. Like, I like Will Levis, but... He's an if. But He's a maybe. Know. We don't know. Right. Yeah, you, you'd want to tread lightly if you're Tennessee and you want to get rid of Mike Vrabel. I feel the same way about Pittsburgh Steelers fans who say that the the winning seasons from Mike Tomlin is not enough and they want uh, a fresh change there. I'm like, really? Who are you <laughs> what is it, 17 years in a row, Smalls? Yeah. 17 years in a row he's been at 500 or better? Well, that is um, a radio pro over there because coming up, somebody on this show may have to give Mike Tomlin a big apology. We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. So we talk about Mike Tomlin, what they did on Sunday, the Steelers, and winning their game. They clinched a 17th straight non-losing season. Mike Tomlin has never been a head coach in the NFL with a losing season. Let that sink in for one second. He's been a head coach for 17 years. He's won a Super Bowl. He has never had a losing season in his NFL career. Remarkable. Now, he may have a controversy at the quarterback position on his hand, which we'll get to in a second. But, guys, you remember that Pat Costello, who's had a lot of mentions today, uh, our producer, one of our producers, made a whole thing a couple of weeks ago. This whole notion of 17 straight seasons without a losing record is so overblown. Pat, would you like to apologize to Mike Tomlin, or are you still standing on that? Yeah, no, I, I don't want to apologize to Mike Tomlin at all. Hmm. I'm sorry, do we hang banners for being 9-7 and seven or whatever, 10-7? and seven? Or is it when you win a Super Bowl? CeCe, you played 11 years in the NFL. Can you explain how difficult it is to have a winning record every single year? It's really, really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. I mean, so, I mean, to, to not appreciate what Mike Tomlin has done, I think there are only three other coaches that have had a longer streak than Mike Tomlin when you're talking about being over 500 or better. I mean, you're talking about the the best that the NFL has to offer, including Bill Belichick. It's some rarefied air. So to not appreciate what Mike what, what Mike Tomlin has been able to do in Pittsburgh, especially considering the man games the the game the the man games lost with injuries this year, uh, particularly with the quarterback position, I just don't know how you you can't appreciate how he's gotten this done, especially since he's been in the most competitive division in all of football. Remember, you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens. You're talking about the Cleveland Browns, both double-digit win teams. And then, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a really tough division. And for you to have the worst quarterback play in the division because of injury or otherwise, and to still find a way to have a winning record, I just 
I, I just think we need to give that man his flowers. Now I get yeah, it. No, it's in neat. Pits- it's neat. It's a neat stat. But neat. Like, neat. It's neat. But like, if it ends up with them getting bounced in the first round, then what does it matter? It doesn't. It just means you had another season where you didn't win a Super Bowl. So I understand where Pat is coming from with this. I don't agree with it. I think what Mike Tomlin has done is remarkable, especially this season. As CeCe mentioned with the, the quarterback issues, injuries, the division he's in, it's insane that he doesn't have a losing season yet again this year. But as somebody who's from St. Louis and who has the Cardinals as the team that is the banner holder in town, when the Cardinals make the playoffs year after year, fans in St. Louis say that's not enough. They say that's a disappointment. They say just making the playoffs is underachieving. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the crown jewel franchises in the NFL. And I kind of understand where Pat is coming from that saying just having a winning season consistently should not be enough for a franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can get why their fan base would be frustrated by that, even though it's an amazing accomplishment. Smalls, let me change your mind for both you and Pat. Okay, so coaches with the longest streak of non-losing seasons. Tom Landry, Bill Belichick, George Hallis, and then Mike Tomlin. That's the list. Nice little Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. No, I'm, 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 that's the list. Like, think, about, think about the coaches that we're talking about in that list. Mike Tomlin is included in that. It's absolutely ridiculous to question his ability as a head coach. I, I think if you're going to point the finger of blame anywhere in Pittsburgh, it has to be at the front office from taking a lot of risk with guys that have sketchy sports character and taking a big swing at the quarterback spot that has yet to pan out in Kenny Pickett. That is the biggest issue in Pittsburgh. To me, it's the personnel, the personalities in the locker room, much more so than Mike Tomlin. The reason why they feel like they can take those chances is because you have a head coach in Mike Tomlin that always finds a way. But I think if you're going to start ratcheting up the pressure as to why Pittsburgh can't have success in the second season, that's not on Mike Tomlin as much as it is on that front office. So I think the furtherment of this argument, if that's a word, um, is maybe, CC. do we ask the question, have they actually been hurt by not having a losing season once or twice? And the reason I say that is what Tomlin provides is guarantee of a winning season. What not having a horrible season provides is no obvious pathway to potentially an elite quarterback. No, I don't agree with that because you can always develop quarterbacks. How many times do we talk about quarterbacks – that fall to the back half of the first round yeah, or, yeah, or in the second round that teams develop. I mean, Lamar Jackson is about to win his second unanimous MVP. Where was he taken? He was the 32nd pick in the 20, 2018 NFL draft. All right, he, he found that you know good teams find good players. So I'm not going to say that having a step back or a gap year or a losing season is what Pittsburgh needs. I just think that they have to do more due diligence when it comes to bringing the right type of people into their organization and into their locker room. And it's clear when you saw what happened with Matt Canada, when we've seen some issues with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, among others, when you hear Najee Harris after a loss to a division opponent talk about how guys in the locker room are selfish, you hear about Minka Fitzpatrick fighting teammates, all of those things are, are, are I don't want to say impediments, but all of those things get in the way of a team-first agenda and winning at the highest level of the sport. And Mike Tomlin is having to find ways to overcome that each and every week. It's really a disservice to him. And to have all of this speculation around whether or not Pittsburgh should move on from him is disrespectful to what he's done. So one of the quarterbacks that he has played this year is obviously the one they drafted in Kenny Pickett. 
believe his record as a starting quarterback or the team's record in games he started is 14 and 10 over two years here. So he does have a winning record, but everyone has a winning record with Mike Tomlin, obviously. Exactly. Except for Mitch Trubisky, maybe. Um, there was all kinds of weird drama over the last 48 hours or so about whether or not Kenny Pickett decided not to dress last week because he was going to be the backup and not mm-hmm. the starter. Pickett addressed this yesterday with reporters. I saw reports out there that I feel like we're attacking, you know, my character and how I am as a person, not even getting into a player standpoint of it. Um, there was no talk of me being a backup quarterback this week in terms of being a two. Um, if I was healthy enough to play and the trainers and coaches felt like I looked good enough to play, I was going to start and play. Um, if they believed that I was not, which they believed I was not, I was not going to dress and suit up for the game. Um, so whoever reported that, I don't know where it started. Um, it's kind of crazy what people will write and put out there um, to try to, you know, prove their point or help their standpoint or their careers and, and what you guys do. Um, but, you know, disappointing to see that um, without any proof or basis of it. It's interesting because why are you attacking the media, bro? Nobody wants to hear that without any proof or without any basis. Well, he named himself retroactively the starting quarterback last week. If he was healthy enough to play, and right. now that he's deemed healthy enough to play, he's, he's going to be the backup going against role. the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, right. So what are we really talking about? I'm confused. Kenny Pickett? Yeah. It's never a good thing to go after the media. You're not going to win that battle either. I don't know why he decided to pick that fight. It is confusing. Well, clarification was needed, right? You need to, like, that's something that you're... But he didn't give us that, Ev. He didn't give us clarification. He gave us a word salad. He said, well, it was never the case. If I was healthy enough to play, I was going to be the starter last week. But I'm healthy enough to play this year, this week, and I'll be the backup against the Baltimore Ravens. So really, he, he actually gives some credence to the reporting that was done last week on his status being up in the air. And if he is available, him being the backup quarterback. He's healthy enough to play this week. He's going to be the backup. But if he was healthy enough last week, he would have been the starter. Well, what are we talking about? That's the thing. Based on his logic, he got demoted. Because he was going to be the starter if he was healthy last week, and now he's the backup. So I guess Mason Rudolph's play last week as the starter supplanted him as the starter. I, I'm, I'm very confused by this. I think it's real simple, though. Like, from Mike Tomlin's perspective, I'm riding the hot hand. We're winning games. Mason Rudolph's playing well. We have a chance to get into the playoffs. Yeah. We're playing a Ravens team that has already clinched the number one seed. We're going to assume that guys won't play or won't play a full game. Their main guys, Lamar Jackson, I can't imagine, is going to play a full game if he plays at all. And they, well, they do have a good backup. Tyler Huntley is actually pretty good. So but, I, I don't know. But, but here's the thing with, with Pittsburgh, and I need to get this in. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. And that's where they're at right now. So I think this is an indictment on Kenny Pickett, period. The fact that he's in this situation and Pittsburgh is in a winning-in scenario – and they're willing to ride with Mason Rudolph over KP. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.